Hey, welcome to RecReflect. In this episode, JD and I talk about what is leadership and what it means to us. We also talk how sometimes we have to reverse engineer leadership out of seeing it done very poorly. Yeah, we talk about some of those poor examples of leadership that we've seen, or even times where we have been bad leaders in the past. Uh, But we also think about how we can know who we are as a leader and eventually learn to celebrate it. Enjoy. leadership something that's near and dear to my heart um so will i want to ask this the first first thing what's your first memorable experience with you being a leader oh it's a really good question first memorable experience of me being a leader um i probably go back to when i was in high school and we were i was in i was heavily involved with scouting and we had this this group that would meet called uh, national youth leadership training it was probably my first time i really got a chance to to learn about leadership first off and then i took the so i took the course when i was 13 and then a few years later i got my chance to staff for the first time and that was my first time being in some kind of you know, leadership role. Um, so the first time I actually worked as a, they called it a quartermaster, which is where you worked as, you know, getting a lot of the behind the scenes stuff going. And then after that, I got to be what they call a troop guide. And the troop guide was a really cool position because I got to work when I was about 15, 16 years old, I got to work with kids who were 12, 13 years old. And so that was probably the first time I can remember really being like a leader in charge of a, of a group of kids, a lot of responsibility, all that kind of different stuff. And it was my first time really being kind of challenged to figure out, you know, how you can be better, how you can grow through mistakes. Does that make sense? And that was my first really big time as a leader, learning to grow through mistakes. This is something I really took from that first time. (laughs) Uh, Do you think it's kind of funny that a lot of people have to learn how to be good leaders by reverse engineering from learning bad leadership? either like seeing a leader that does bad leadership or you mm-hmm. learn through your own mistakes. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. And, and the funny thing to me, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I'm not going to say anything like that, but I think a lot of people sometimes look at the leaders they have and the position you might be in and be like, dude, like how did you end up where you are? You know, like how, how did you get chosen for this leadership role? And And so that's always an interesting thing to me, whether it's, you know, work or volunteering or whatever it is. It's like, how did you end up here as a leader? Sometimes is is a question I have. And, and that's seeing sometimes those bad leaders, you know, do you think that they, they do, they, they have that mental process of like, Oh, how did you become a leader? Because at some level, everybody thinks that the way that they lead is the way to lead. Yeah. That, that is such a solid point because, obviously they had to have done something right to get there at some point in time. It's just, you know, set in your ways maybe, or like, this is how I'm a leader. This is how I got here. Why would I change anything up now? And, and you're the way you're doing it is, is a weird way of doing it, you know? And so that's, that's probably a perspective I haven't thought about enough is, well, you know, it's just different. It's just different. People have different ways of leading, right? Yeah. So if you had to break it down, not, not in like very concrete terms, but more in abstraction. 
what are the like the parts the the core of what leadership is how how would you define it so i had someone tell me one time and i don't remember who the person is i can't give them credit and i'm sorry whoever you are um they told me that leadership is sometimes leadership is about manipulation okay and that might sound really bad like oh manipulation that's not that's not right that's like a manager but and you know i i had to think about like what do you mean by manipulation they would say stuff like well it's getting people to like buy into what you're doing and kind of not fooling them, but like manipulating them into thinking about your vision and, and working as a team to complete the vision, the leader sets, you know? And so maybe manipulation isn't the right abstract word to think about, but that word has always stuck with me. So for some reason, like I don't want to be a manipulative person. Influence, yeah, would you yeah, say that yeah. influencing would be a better word to use instead of manipulating or a more palatable yeah. word for most people? I think so. But, you know, I also think like, oh, manipulative. I'm so manipulative with my leadership. Um, maybe that's right. So maybe influential is a better word, right? Like you, you know, you get people to buy into what you're selling a little bit and you want them to like you want them to buy into your vision, to what you're feeling. And that's how you make them really be a part of it, too. I don't know. What do you think? Um, so I, I am super hesitant to ever say that like, Oh, I, the way that I lead is the way to lead. I think that my way of leading works for me. I think that I have figured out who I am, who, who I want to be and how I should interact with others specifically in my role as a professor. I, and I think that that looks different than a lot of other people's jobs, just like even within recreation like there are so many j- different types of jobs. How you lead as a program director has to be different than how you lead as, let's say, somebody who's over Houston Parks and Rec. Like the right. the job is different. That means how to get the job done has to be different. So here's how I lay it out of leadership. Leadership is influencing two or more people toward a common set of goals, and that's that's end of definition. I can't. I think I can't get into anything more without saying, oh, these are the things you have to do. Now, I think that there are things that are bonuses, and I think that we could talk about characteristics of leaders and not necessarily leadership that we would. But I think if I get into that, it's me telling you what I prefer and people that are my leaders. Yeah, no, I definitely um, think you're. it's nice, nice just to the point maybe it's not as short as manipulate to manipulate people like mine is, but it's, it's definitely a little bit like, Hey, this is the deal. You got two or more people. You're going for a goal leadership. Boom. In a nutshell. Right. And and you're right. Like if you go further out from that, we, there's so many other factors that go into it. So, you know, maybe, maybe the two together is like manipulating people to manipulating two or more people to accomplish your goal. We can throw manipulate out. We'll, we'll throw that one out of there. <laughs> Man, I don't even know that I'm, I would want to throw manipulating out because I think having leadership is like oxygen. You don't notice anything until it's gone or bad leadership. And so like, yeah, I got to give that one a golf clap. That's like leadership is like oxygen. I like that one a lot just think about it like anytime that we're usually talking about leadership it's most likely in reference to somebody not being a good leader and so I think how many times just me personally in my entire career have I ever experienced where I have to figure out how to manipulate a person to come over to my way of thinking Mm -hmm. 
and and I don't know that manipulating is. I think we're thinking about like manipulation and like relationships, but in like the negative terms. But there has to be a way that we can say that okay, we're we're what is okay. Let's first what is manipulation in your in your brain? Oh, I, I think to me manipulation is well. This is where I get a little tripped up. It's like almost like fooling people to to follow you fooling fooling you into you know to following a little bit and so maybe that's where we get tripped up is i don't want to fool somebody i really want someone to truly believe in, in what i'm selling but you know to sell something you have to be a bit manipul- manipulative correct so that's kind of what i what i what i think of manipulate is like you're trying to really get someone to buy into what you're doing and and get them to come onto your side like you said what, what do you think about that yeah, I, I I don't think that we'll ever both be very comfortable with the idea of manipulation as like the key to leadership. But at some level, we have to kind of address that we're going to be pe- leading people that do not want us to lead them. Right. And then how do we how do we get them on board? And I I, I don't know about you, but man, if there's people that I'm working with, like at the university system, like I don't have like I'm not a their direct supervisor I can't fire anybody nor would I want to have that type of power of like oh personality difference you're you're gone and so I don't know how would we how would we operationalize that in a useful way it's like how do you motivate somebody who doesn't want to be motivated yeah and you I know we kind of talked about that recently like you know, people are going to buy in people. You're going to have your people who, who follow you and, and are going to blind buy in. But there's, I mean, there's no perfect team, right? Like somebody is going to be like, I just don't, I just don't like this guy. I don't, I don't like this guy one bit and you can't figure it out. Right. You can't figure out why they, they won't follow you, why you can't lead them. And so, you know, maybe figuring out a way to manipulate them a little bit to, to follow your lead is, is kind of an interesting way to think of things. Yeah, man, I'm I'm trying to think back in my experiences. I'm like, what were some situations where somebody has told me like, oh, that was, I really enjoyed that leadership thing. And I'm trying to think of something that was not a, where I had to deal with a very tough situation and I had to, I guess, influence or manipulate somebody into, into the, have you ever had that? You were, were you as a leader, you had to influence yeah. somebody into yeah. your way of thinking? Or at least yeah. finding compromise. Yeah, you know, I, I'll I'll go back to this actually a little bit is an experience I had when I was working at a um, a rec center where I remember we were working a, a day camp program and I was a you know coordinator for this for this thing so we hired a lot of part time seasonal summer staff and so you know you have you act ample experience with seasonal summer staff. I do too a little bit. And so we know that sometimes seasonal summer staff is hard to get on board. And so I remember thinking, and, and you can relate to this a little bit is I got up there and I was just like myself, anybody who knows me and myself knows that I'm a little out there. I'm, I'm not afraid to make fun of myself a little bit. I'm, I'm out there having a good time. I'll sing, I'll dance, I'll tell stories, whatever it is. It's always a good time. Right. And I got that kind of I went up there and I did my act, if you will. I did my whole, my whole will thing. And I just remember people being looking at me blindly, like, what is this guy doing? Right. And, um, it, it just takes time. I had to manipulate them a little bit that like putting yourself out there and for the kids, especially putting yourself out there and being different 
it was a culture thing. And I know you can relate to that as it's a culture thing. People before the culture was to never do that. Don't do that. That's silly. That's ridiculous. But they all kind of, I manipulated them, if you will, to buy into it a little bit by putting myself out there and being different and, and doing a little bit extra work. And I think by the end of it, most of them had bought into it. And I had one guy in particular who I remember was that very much like, I'm the cool guy. We can all relate to that. We all know who I'm talking about. And he told me, he's like, you know, I looked at you that first day and I was like, man, this is going to be a weird summer or a crazy summer. And by the end of it, he and I were super close. And he's like, he's like, I want to follow your path a little bit. And I appreciated that. And I think I manipulated him or, or influenced, like you said earlier, influenced him into saying, Hey, you can do this. You can be this type of way with, you know, and have this kind of personality and buy into this attitude and kids will love it and kids will eat it up. And so that was probably one of the experience I remember having as a leader of watching people go from not following me to following me, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And I think you point out some really cool things that we have to address first. You knew who you were first, like you were self-aware you knew who you were going into it. I think that I've just experienced so many that they try to lead, but they don't know who they are. And so every day it, they bring somebody different. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's kind of like one of those likability things, right? Like I want people to like me, so I should change up who I am a little bit to get them to like me. And that, that gets people tripped up a lot of times and it's convictions, right? Staying true to who you are, right? Yeah. So, okay. Do you think that as a leader, you have to throw that thought of, I want people to like me. You just have to kick it out of your brain. You know, I'll put it like this and this might sound weird or selfish, but I don't know of a whole lot of people who don't like me. Does that make sense? So I think, and you can maybe speak on to this because you met me a while ago and you kind of realized who I am is, you know, I am who I am. And that's one thing I've learned about my leadership style and, and the person I am is don't change who you are no matter where you go. And people, if people liked you before, if people got along with you before and they believed in you, you can do it again with this group by, by being true to yourself. And so that's kind of a big thing that I've stuck with is, you know, people have liked me in the past, whatever it is, or people have followed me in the past. Like I know I can get this next group to follow me still. And that's kind of something I've tried to stick with for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I like you. you first, you have to know yourself because to, to, for a leader to have a vision, they've got to know themselves and kind of work within themselves to create that vision. Then as a leader, you have to cast that vision and the third part, like course correcting or I guess influencing slash manipulating people to like to get on board. So I, I think this is a, a uh, an analogy that you'll like. OK, uh, do you ever been canoeing or just like sailboating? Uh, a couple of times. Yes. No, I'm big, big, big on getting to do that kind of stuff. I love all those things. So if you're on the lake and a good wind is blowing like you could be traveling north, but the wind blows you northeast. So from your perspective, you're not, you're just going straight, but the objective, like bird's eye view that you're, you're drifting. And so I'm wondering if we, if, if, if when people are not satisfied with us at some degree, does that make us double check if we're drifting from our original vision? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, especially because I've been in those times in the water and, and it's uh maybe let me know if I'm coming on the right track here is 
you just start paddling and then all of a sudden you kind of look up and you're like, wait, how did I end up here? Like, what, 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 hold on. What, what turn did I take? Like I was going this way. How did I end up here? And you might not even know you were at that point or you were at that destination until you looked up and you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, how, how did I end up in this spot? Is that what we're kind of going with? Yeah, man. Well, that, yes, absolutely. Because I think that like anybody that if you love your job, sometimes you just, you, you bear down on it. And mm. sometimes if you're not as a leader, I think that you can get into trouble if you don't look up every once in a while and like take take stock and kind of look where where we're at both as an individual and the organization, you might run into some problems because you're like, where, where am I? This does not look familiar. Like one time yeah. I was taking a, a, a canoe trip on the Brazos and I remember I fell asleep. Like literally? Literally, like I was just I kind of like, I was going to rest my eyes and just lean back. And I woke up and I was like, my buddies were like gone and I was just like parked on a shore and I was like, well, wait, were, were you paddling by yourself? No, I was with like, I was with like four or five friends, but you were paddling your own boat. I was, I was in my own canoe. And so I was going, and I was like, you know, I think we were just kind of, you know, the, the river doesn't move super fast. And so I was like, you know, if I do fall asleep, I really wasn't worried about it, but it, I, I woke up and I was in a, I was like, Oh no, this is a four day trip and I don't see anybody else. Well, it just turns out we were on the bend of a river and they were like a hundred yards up <laughs> and they were just, they just like, we stopped to fish because you fell asleep. And I was like, I couldn't imagine, uh, if, if I was, if, if that happened longer, like if I would get really freaked out, yeah. like I wonder how many leaders do that, that they, they focus or they, they, they put their head down and work on the work so hard that when they look up, they don't recognize anything and then they flip out. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And they're so wrapped up. And I think that we maybe we should put a disclaimer to our audience. Um, we do not recommend falling asleep during a canoe trip. And I, and I think uh, to go back to that analogy is like <laughs> sometimes our leaders fall asleep at the wheel a little bit, right? Like sometimes our leaders just fall asleep at the wheel and they or they're so focused on something else or, or a different task that the vision gets skewed and, and all of a sudden the team is around the bend fishing if you will on onto something different so um yeah i highly don't recommend falling asleep on a canoe trip i guess it'd be my my big thing to take away from that as well dude i'm gonna be very honest i remember there was a time when i was a camp director that i would i i look back on it now and i was like oh i definitely was asleep at the wheel for that like for a a few of a few days time frame and i think back and i'm like oh my gosh I, i made every mistake possible that you could make in a small time frame yeah. And I, I I remember coming to that realization, but intellectually I knew it, but emotionally I was just so frustrated because other people were following my lead. I was going through the motions. I wasn't with it. And then the people that I led did it too. So not only was I mad at them for doing those things, but I was mad at myself because, well, how did they learn how to do that? They watched me hey. do it. They, Sometimes it's, it's uh, do as I say or, or what is it, you know, oh, no. do as I say, not as I do, kind of do. Oh my gosh, I hate, I hate when leaders tell me that. They're like, do as I do as I say, not as I do. Because so I was like, if I want people to, to, to do the good, I got to show them what that looks like. And so I remember having a conversation with my staff and apologizing and like, hey guys, whatever I was just doing for the past five days, that was not good. 
There's mm-hmm. nothing good we can talk about it other than that those five days are behind us. So I, I kind of want to shift a little bit and ask you, in your history of rec, what's the toughest situation that you've ever been involved with in leadership as a leader or as somebody who was being led? Um, I'd probably just go with like decision making whenever I wasn't comfortable making a, de- a decision. Um, and there was, there were some times where it was like, I, I went back to, it was, it was, everything was kind of put up against me and I don't know if I had the tools or if I was equipped with the right tools, or maybe I didn't have a good enough relationship with the people who were leading me that I didn't feel comfortable reaching out because I was maybe afraid of backlash that there were just times that I didn't feel safe enough to make a good decision. And I made bad decisions. And, you know, I look back on it and say like, man, why didn't you just like, and maybe I'm kind of circling around a point here, but I think the big thing was I didn't have a good enough relationship to ask for help was the biggest thing. And, and my lead, I wasn't comfortable with myself and with my leadership enough to ask for help. And that was something that I kind of took away from, from learning from some experiences was like, you know, if you're not comfortable enough to talk to your leaders, if you're not comfortable enough to get at a point where you can help, they can help you make decisions. Then you need to really look at yourself and you need to kind of look at them and figure out how do I improve this relationship? How do I get to a point where I'm comfortable enough to make a decision knowing that my leadership team will back me up or more importantly, that I can go to them if I need help making a decision and I don't feel bad about asking them that question. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, no, no, I think it does. Man, I'm, I'm trying to f- figure out because I have two stories in my head. I have a good one and a bad one where I Story was. Away, man. Those stories are great. <laughs> well, the, I, I don't know if we have time for them because they're I'm, I'm long winded, but I'll, I'll break them down. Uh, so the ba- I'll, I'll start with the bad so that we can end more of on a good note. I remember working for Parks and Rec in College Station at a teen center while I was doing my PhD. And I remember uh, the situation being so emotionally invested in it and not liking who my leader was, but like having the hindsight of looking back like where I'm at now, this was, no, this was 10, 11 years ago. I, I am more surprised that they didn't fire me. Like I'm so surprised at all these things that I would do that I was so resistant to leadership, resistant to change, resistant to learning a different style of how to how to be as a person that I was just so mad. And what was Jordan like 10 years ago? Yeah. As a Because I will say that uh, that was one of the situations, uh, that job, um, after that job was over, that it made me recenter and reevaluate how I was acting as, as a person being yeah. led. And I remember being in my PhD, being so unsure of myself and having so much doubt. And uh, that semester, a professor had said something that really like hurt me. And then oh. I was just angry and bitter. And then I remember it just, go, it got worse and worse and worse. And I remember it, 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 it one weekend, gosh, this sounds so immature. One weekend we had um, a uh, Twitter, not, not, not Twitter, Facebook battle. Like posting things on, uh, I, I think, yeah, it had just, it devolved in one thing. And then I remember I, at like Sunday night at like nine, 9 PM, uh, my boss texted me. She's like, Hey, come up to the building tomorrow at 6 AM. 
I was like, You're like oh. I'm ready to bring my keys because I know it's about to be game over. <laughs> I brought my keys with me. I brought my keys with me, and uh, after that, I didn't work there again. I just dropped my keys uh, off, and I said, I, th- I think I'm done. And then, yeah. and then I think four weeks later, I was out at camp. Okay. I will say that I have grown a ton since then. I think I'm a much different person. I've got kids. Yeah. I've got yeah. I've got a job. I've grown up. I've matured, and I realize how dumb I was. And I wish now me could go back in time and kick then me's butt, dude. You can't do that. Well, yeah, and, and for me, sometimes it's just like when I think about sometimes my previous positions is like. I just wasn't good at that. You know, I just, it wasn't me. I wasn't good at it. And I learned a lot from being not good at something. And I know that sounds like a little selfish, like, oh, well, if everything comes so easy to you kind of a deal, but like I, I got thrown into a situation that I wasn't good at and I had to get my, my butt kicked a little bit to, to, to learn and be better. No, that makes sense. So, Anyways, we'll come back to it. Um, so, uh, for, for my, my good story is, so, as a camp director, this was my first summer out there at Horseshoe Bend on the Devil's Backbone. And I had a climbing director uh, who was... He was a solid guy. He was from Texas State. Um, and he, he was a solid dude. Uh, I, you know, I liked him. Thought he was really good. I'm not going to put his name on this. But uh, he, he just was not... He was not, he didn't have tons of years of experience with a climbing wall. And so I sent him to camp school to get certified and everything. And he was good. He was just, it probably took him just a little bit longer than like somebody who was like a five year seasoned climber to do mm-hmm. some things. And so I wasn't too worried about it. He passed his test. He did really well. He was certified. He was good with me. Well, his assistant was a guy that had been climbing since he was mm-hmm. eight. And so he was, at that time, I think 18, 19, so he's 10 years of experience. And so he's climbing, and these two guys, I I get, the first thing I hear is that um, somebody reports to me during their time off, they're at the wall, and they're throwing Nalgene bottles at each other. Oh, God. Yeah, like, not not empty Nalgene bottles. Nalgene bottles full of water. And so they're full of 32 ounces of water, and they're just rifling these little missiles at each other. And so I remember um, each of them coming to me independently and they're like, I can't work with this person. Either it's them or Mm me. Uh And this was at the young time of like, you know, even back then that um, like, I don't do ultimatums. Don't, don't put ultimatums on me like that. No to everyone. Don't give Jordan Daniel an ultimatum. Well, if like, if you give me an ultimatum like that, then you've made my decision for me. Right. Like if you walk into a conversation, ultimatum it's like, okay. All right, there it is. Um, but uh, they came in because I set them down, and I had, uh, uh, I think Matt Sawyer was in the room with me, and I and I just wanted Matt there to just listen, like, hey, Matt, if if somebody gets too worked up or if we start heading a bad direction, you are my my thermometer. Like you've got to like you've you get you're my fire alarm. You've got to be the person that's like, okay, we're done. We'll come back to this another time. And so we're talking and I remember trying to figure out how to the thing that I wanted to happen is I didn't need them to be best friends. I didn't need them to be super social. I needed them to see value in each other and value in what they brought to the table. And so I remember it was an hour long conversation of Hey, do you see person A's like, are, are they bad at their job? 
are they a bad person? They're like, no, they're not. They're not bad. They're just, they just they 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 would do a thing I don't like. I was like, well, right. I mean, but does that warrant throwing an absolute missile of a Nalgene bottle at another person's head? I'm like, no, we're all adults. That's assault. Don't do that. And I remember just going back and forth and getting them to understand where each other were coming from. And we did a lot of like, okay, I hear you, what you're saying. And do you, do you remember like doing stuff like that at, with the Boy mm-hmm. Scouts of, okay, uh-huh. I hear what you're saying and I hear this is what you're saying. This let is me, the let me use my ear, my conflict ear, express, address, resolve. Yeah. Well, just to get them on the same page of like, I don't need you guys to be friends. I just need you to work well right. together. Like right. in, in, in cohesion, there's two different types of cohesion. There's, there's task cohesion, which is getting the job done regardless of what you feel about people. And then there's social cohesion, which is that like interpersonal attractions. And, uh, one of the things I love about working with you, Will, is I think that we have both high social and high task cohesion. That high social cohesion, um, is oh, that we've, well, like, here's an example. Um, I knew that you were going to be a person that I loved within the first 10 minutes of meeting. Really? You. Do tell. Well, um, the first time we had actually talked and hung out was, uh, during staff week when I was the shooting sports director at river camp and we went to Sonic. Oh yeah. Good times. Yeah. And so we just hung out and I was like, did I felt like stepbrothers? Like, did we just become best friends? That was like one of the first moments where I was like, oh man, I'm like a cool person. I'm a cool guy. If, if this guy's going to hang out with me, I'm a cool guy, you know? Well, I, I think I was like six or seven years older than you, so. Well, I was part. Of, I was finally part of the cool crowd. Like, oh yeah, you know me and JD, we were hanging out. You know, we went and got some Sonic. So, yep, I'm one of the cool guys now. So yeah, no, I, I definitely understand what you're saying by that. And, and that that was the hardest situation I'd ever had to deal with of dealing with those two, because they they definitely had no social cohesion. Which right. for the camp, I didn't need them to have that. I needed them to see value in the tasks that they performed and to see that, okay, you, you know, while you're on duty, while you're at the wall, this, that you got to work well with each other. And, um, so as you know, like the, when we do like the, at the end of the week, the adults and the kids do like they, they do like they, they rate the camp on the, all the different areas. And previously that my climbing wall was getting like a three, seven or a three, eight out of five. Mm-hmm. It's a climbing wall. I should be getting a five out of five every time, right? Kids should absolutely like they. It should be a five out of five for 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 no other reason than like we got to climb. Right. And so I remember like those first. It was like two, three weeks maybe, and it just was like, why is this the way it is? And then after that talk, the next week, they hit five out of five, nice. and it became everybody's favorite part because. Like the favorite part of camp because that's what it was supposed to be, and so the, they went back to working well together. They still disliked each other, so they didn't hang out. But I didn't need them to like each other. I just needed them to work well. So that was the hardest thing for me is to get under other people to understand. You don't have to like the people you work with. I mean, it's a bonus. Yeah. yeah. But like to get the job done, you gotta you can see value in somebody else and what they can do regardless of if you want to go out to eat with them after after work. Right. You don't have to go to happy hour to still do a good job together. You know what? But maybe it would help if more people went to happy hour with each other. Definitely. So maybe uh, maybe we can have a traps happy hour for the Ooh. podcast. 
Yeah. And we could interview, we could just like call random people over and be like, Hey, just talk on the podcast for like five minutes with us. Absolutely. Grab, grab a margarita and let's just talk. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. We're running out of time. I want to give you the last word on leadership. Again, what an honor. Uh, I, I think what I think about with leadership and what is really interesting about this conversation is it's about reflecting, you know, and it's, it's, this is a recreation reflection podcast, right? And how do we reflect on how do we become better leaders in our current roles? Are there things that we could be doing differently and, and still staying true to ourselves? I think it was a really big thing we talked about. Stay true to yourself and reflect on how you can improve and get people to follow you and maybe reflect on your current leadership. Like, are you doing enough to follow them? Are you doing enough to stay on their vision and find a way to really buy into that vision together? So I, that's what my big thing for anybody who's listening to this on leadership is we're all leaders. You know, we wouldn't be listening to something like this. We wouldn't be working as hard as we do if we weren't. So take some time to reflect on your own leadership and figure out what you can do to be a better leader and what you can do to whatever the word is, manipulate, influence people to follow your vision because you know you believe in your vision. Just get other people to believe in your vision too. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Will. See you later, brother. See you, brother.